0: So Dee and I have been in a um, season of known sickness, and I still have a lingering cough that the doctors are trying to attack, so please excuse me if I get coughed, or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so this week and next week are our last two classes for belonging in to the community. Today we're going to look at John 13, uh, which is the uh, time when Jesus washes his disciples' feet. So, uh, if someone wants to uh, read John 13, 1 through 38, or a section of that, and drop off, and someone else can pick that
1: and all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to take those from supper, He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe, and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus said to him, What am I doing? What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus said to him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, "Lord, not my feet only, but my also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one you he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to him, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am so. But I been, or if I have been your learning teacher and washed your feet, you also wash, ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his door against me. I am telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you will Whoever receives the one I sang receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly I saved you. One of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at the table at Jesus' side, so Simon Peter motioned him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking, so that disciple leaned back against Jesus and said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he whom I will give them this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. And so when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon, of spirit. And after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered to him, and Jesus said to him, What you What you are going to do, do it for me. Now, no one of the time why he had said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money back, And I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you are to love also love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have if you have loved for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I'm going you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. And Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. You not until you to climb three times? Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: So, any immediate takeaways?
2: I love that Peter is an all or nothing person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't do it at all. Oh, you're gonna do that? Let's do it all of it. He, he's very much an all-or-nothing person. There's no halfway between what the Peter
3: table. I think uh, you know when they're when they're talking about they think they know what Jesus is talking about. I, I just think that's a great encouragement for us all to to really be perceptive and 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 not. Sometimes there's more being said than is being said.
0: Yeah. Um, so. And I also wonder if that is not some. A little bit of defensiveness, of, you know. We didn't know. We didn't know Jesus was going to go what he did. Like this is what we thought, you right.
4: know.
3: But again, I'm not saying we're we're quick to make judgments based on what we hear, and there's often there's a deeper story there. Is what I'm so.
2: showing that example in treating Judas the same, Mm -hmm. being welcome, even when he tells him, go do what you need to do, you know, he's still leading the example and saying, people will know you by how you love one another, they'll see me. Like the whole thing is him living out this example.
0: (coughs) So where do you see snapshots of belonging in this passage?
5: There does seem to be just a very, uh, I mean just a strong sense of belonging and love between Jesus and John, mm-hmm. and I think you see that in his gospel too, because it's very different than the other three. So it's just it's, it's a the <coughs> picture, I think,
0: even though it's just small see. I, I wish I could see that play out. Just it is that you know it's almost childlike of. you ask. Right, you ask. Yeah,
5: like
0: that kid with a parent, you know. Yeah. I think what was mentioned earlier about everyone being welcome at the table is very much a place of belonging.
6: I think in verse 14, where he says, if I have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. So this idea of like, I'm one of you but you're also one of us, like, where everybody's level on this playing field, which is very impressive when you think about who's saying that.
7: I think it's easy to think about Jesus' humanity when Jesus wept in the story of Lazarus, but I think in verse 21, you kind of see a very similar element of not belonging Jesus is with his closest friends, and talk about them being troubled and kind of distressed, and kind of this picture of Jesus talking here in, in verse twenty about him. So whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. And it's like it hits him, like the one of you is going to abandon me, but he's kind of there with his friends, um, kind of a, a weird tension. You think of being with friends that you know, one of them is not
2: going to treat you otherwise. I want to also go, and, and this may be a bit of a stretch, <coughs> but even their reaction to him saying that, because they're all together, they're they're like, well, who's it going to be? Like there was no, oh, it's got to be this guy. You know, there was not, wasn't that reaction
4: of all well, of all
2: of us? I know it's going to be him. Yeah. You know. I, I just feel like maybe they saw each other equally as friends. Yeah, that's
7: a good point.
1: Which I feel like shows how far they came Because mm. they get to start that way. Yeah. There was a whole lot of, what, him, you're going to bring him into this circle? And for them to get to the point where there's no difference, they could not tell who was going to be the one That's a really that's good point. I had another thought, uh, which is in a little bit of a different direction, but uh, where Jesus says, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will afterward. I just have this picture of being...
0: When Mary washes Jesus' feet, he basically says, like, she's taking care of me. And so, in Jesus washing you know, the disciples' feet, verse 8, he mentions, where Peter basically says, like, no, no you're not going to do this. And then Jesus replies, yes, I am. And, and unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. And so, similar to the way Mary was like inviting him into the supper table, inviting him into like being a part of it and not worrying about all the other stuff that like, happened. Jesus is inviting them in being subservient and, and, like, and allowing them to, I guess, partake. And always saying he's going to help them. idea of feeling left behind <clears throat> can be really strong. And to hold on to that truth of the story is over yet. Yeah, the tension empty now and not yet is hard. So how do you handle when those you belong to disappoint or betray you, which kind of gets to what John was talking about. So in the community where we are belonging, where we we do feel belonging, how do we handle it when those disappoint or betray you? Like
4: how do you handle it well, or just how? How should you handle it? I think we can be completely honest and say we know how
0: we should handle it. The question is how do we handle it? it's our reality when we feel like we belong to someone and they disappoint us.
7: I think I mean, this is not how it should be, but I, mean, I think that we distance ourselves from that community, yeah. from that, community. Exactly. In that relationship. Mm-hmm.
4: And I think sometimes
2: we seek revenge. Mm-hmm. We
0: that. yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's, that's the point, I'm going to remove myself from you to make you realize what you've you're now missing out for me. Okay.
4: I'll show you.
5: I think though to complicate that, sometimes I think it is a situation that you do to distance yeah. Yourself, yeah. yourself. You know, and, and I'm not even talking like you know an unsafe thing, but just a you know what Pat, the way that you view so much of <coughs> life, Jesus, and, you know, it's like it it can be a difference that that is really it's really not not good, and I think that's a tricky part. Where it's like, you know, how do you you know and and, and like trying to help your kids with that too as far as like to to love and to reach out, but also you do have to realize like what is what's healthy for you and what's not. Um, mm-hmm. so sometimes that can be you know, it's like, well, yeah, they disappointed me, but do I do I stick with it and hang around and so I don't know I think
0: there were times where people were coming to him just for signs and just for things. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he taught a really hard teaching to make you go, this is what you're committing to. Are you okay with that? And a lot of people weren't and said so they would leave. So I think you're right. There's, there's definitely a point where you need to have a decision of, if I'm going to belong to this person, what does that mean for my life? Right? What, consequences,
3: unintended consequences, good, bad, all of that. I do think that sometimes it does take a little time not, not, not necessarily distancing but a little bit of time to kind of uh, kind of process because sometimes initially we might view something as be a betrayal but then upon further review and you kind of walk in their shoes a little bit you may realize that maybe you got some things in your own life that need a little bit of rectifying or whatever so i i think you know, again, the natural human emotion is, like I said, maybe lash out or, or or do those things. So diffusing the situation, I think, is okay on a temperate basis as long as ultimately reconciliation is the goal. And
0: reconciliation does not always mean restoration. Like that's that's one right. of the, that's one of the things that I have learned the most is that. Sometimes reconciliation is what is that's on me. Like in my heart of how I feel about things. We may never have that relationship again. It was a broken relationship, or we may have that experience again. But I'm I'm not I'm no longer punishing myself or hurting myself
3: for those deep seated angry or ritual thoughts. Mm-hmm. It is, probably the hardest thing of all these days, I mean, I've dealt with this in my life, is sometimes you get to a point where you want to fully evolve or right inside. And the other side has not, does not share that desire. And and forgiving them and moving on is the most, <coughs> the hardest part. Yeah. It's you, you've got to, though. You can't, you can that stuff will just consume you and eat you up here.
1: as mm-hmm. I can. Um, whether that's immediately lashing out or running away or whatever it is to just aid fix that to make it stop. And I think that's in such stark contrast to how Jesus healed it. Like he was troubled in his spirit and he still showed up to the separate. He mm-hmm. let himself feel the things. He didn't just tuck them away and say they don't exist. He didn't lash out or do mm-hmm. something about it. He just felt the things and kept showing up. So I, I think it's important for me to catch myself, like, okay, is this reaction just to make my hurt stop, or is it, like, have I given myself time to feel whatever needs to be felt, and then, in a healthy way, make a choice about how to handle it, because um, I can tell you most of the time it's just to make a
4: probably being trying to stop So if you can make that relationship, oh, that didn't mean that much to me really or that wasn't that big of a loss. Any moment,
8: I, I don't think that helped me. I think, yeah. I think um, this might be a stretch, but like when Judas like left immediately, I was thinking that like when they were in the forest with Jesus they, like, immediately went to violence, like all the disciples. And, like, sometimes that's what, like, in this world you see it all the time. When people get betrayed, they resort to violence. And so I'm like, when they're all at the table and Jesus goes, he's the one that's going to betray me, and he's like, you better leave because all these guys might attack you Mm -hmm. is what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, why did Judas leave so fast as soon as he's like, well, what you're going to do, you better do it quickly. And he immediately left. So I was like, Jesus handled it a certain way, and he would have loved him, but all the disciples we've seen in the forest, when they came to get Jesus, they resulted in violence as trying to protect Jesus. And so I'm like, that's probably why Judas left immediately, because they would have attacked him or done something that wouldn't have been what Jesus wanted them to do. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, but it might be.
0: I think you're. I think there's something there because I can see where Peter would probably go. All Peter on Young. <laughs> 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 and
7: Peter's the one who asked the question. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and Peter, Peter yeah. Knows.
0: He's like, who is it? Uh, yeah. um, Almost like, yeah. Peter's asking because he won't. Uh, this is assuming again, but Peter's asking because uh, who do I need to beat up? You know, mm-hmm. who do I need to take care of? I would um, also about
7: religion, like feeling all the feelings. It is right after this betrayal, and he's just talked about how Peter's going to betray him, that Jesus does go to the garden (coughs) and he feels all the feelings, right? Like, it's that very intense moment where he's sweating blood. And so, um, like, I I love that point that, yeah, Jesus is going all in, like, yes, I know this is going to happen, and I'm going to just walk into it and feel all those things that I know I'm going to
1: feel. I, mean, I almost wonder if giving himself that human time to feel all those feelings allowed him to be so controlled when he was on trial, when mm-hmm. he was in front of all these people. Like, how could you handle that, having not dealt with your own feelings first? How could you handle any kind of conflict or any kind of, I mean, he saw the face leader, like, you know, there are lots of things that, I mean, he was a human, so I
0: what would the the story have changed to if he had not dealt with his feelings and just acted out, you know, and then had the feelings pushed down, come out sideways?
1: And that's not the only time Jesus
0: did that. Yeah. Over and over again. Charles, the way to processed that with God. I'm not sure about the, the theology of this song. But in some ways the the old hymn he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set it free, like that like that, that kind of that, like, you know, what would have happened if he had taken that route? So going back to the the original response. Of isolation and you know, there are times where it is healthy. I think part of belonging is knowing how to handle conflict and I really appreciated what Josh was saying this morning about one of the, quali- one of the qualities of an elder that's good is not being afraid of conflict, but pushing into conflict. Because as we see through, we, we know how the story ends, and we see you know, the end, he's calling Peter out, saying, you're going to reject me. But we know how it ends with Peter coming back into the fold. And I think about how much more belonging Peter felt to Jesus because they had that conflict and because it was resolved, and how much despondency Judas felt. Of having that separation because of that, to the point that he was, he killed himself. So Jesus' actions is often equated with servant leadership, which I did not know that's what Josh was going to talk about today. Um, what, if anything, does this have to do with belonging? What does servant leadership have to do with belonging?
7: I think when you are serving someone, you are showing that they are valuable important and, perfect, and um, they're worth your time and effort you know, in terms of the things the sense of that person
4: Yeah, baby.
1: servant leader, aren't it just such an easy, authentic way to get to know somebody and make the comments mm-hmm. so fast yes, to know, okay, you're gonna I mean, actually seeing somebody wash service like that is so bonding I like it just breaks those walls down and it's a lot easier to trust people that are willing to to get down on the mm-hmm.
6: and when you've got a group dynamic and you've got a dynamic leader and when you've got well that person likes that person so they see something in them so i think when you know when to the great point earlier about how they started, like, Thomas and and Peter kind of be on further edges of the political spectrum. And Simon's able to say, like, hey, Jesus sees something in Thomas. I should, too. Like, I think that that kind of, that goes
0: This, this class made me think of this, that uh, occurred in 2016. So Maundy Thursday is the Thursday before Easter. And it's usually celebrated with foot washing. And uh, Pope Francis washed and kissed the feet of Muslim, Christian, Hindu refugees, both men and women, in 2016. this was very scandalous for the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, not only, well one, those women, which they didn't allow until just this past year. And two, to do Muslim and Hindu and Christian. So to kind of her point, what do you think these people were feeling
1: That leadership, um, along the lines of what we've been talking about, it like, breaks down hierarchies and kind of um, reverses the roles of people. And so in that way, there is, like, sorry, I'm all over the place, but Pope Francis is probably someone who could, has enough money to throw money at problems instead of personally being on his hands and feet and serving people, but the fact that he chooses to do so um, just kind of like throws hierarchies on their head. And I think Jesus was the same way. Um, not that the disciples were ever on the same level as Jesus, but <coughs> I think that he
7: um, really brought them into in the love by, showed them that
2: they were Yeah, like a value in that and even with women that they were a value as well.
7: I think this is probably largely symbolic it's a good symbol of Jesus exists not just for Christians, but Jesus exists for humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the foot washing that Jesus did wasn't just for His twelve; it was for humanity. Um, and that, and it, I, I'm guessing that Pope Francis and his his team were very purposeful in making sure we include someone who's a Muslim, yes, someone who's a Christian, someone who's a woman, someone who's Hindu, and the refugees, like. You know, I'm, sh- I'm sure they were very purposeful in saying, like, these are people who are being um, mis- other. other, yes. And we need to show in some symbol, like, bring them in, and to remind Christians all over, like, we exist for everyone, not just for those who have already put on their <laughs>
0: really easy, or it can be easy for me to focus so much on the, on when I am othered, versus when I other people, other people, and so I think that's a good reminder of that we're all capable of othering someone else, and pushing someone else away, pushing them to feel like they need to isolate. Command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We've already kind of talked about this off and on, but how does this play into the idea of belonging?
8: I feel like if you love someone really well people around you go like people that don't know you or something like that go why you still love them after all that and so then you tell them about Jesus and why and all this stuff and so it's like everyone will know that you're my disciples when you love the way that I'm telling you to love because they will notice that it's different than any other love that they can get anywhere else so that's what I say
0: you want to have that friend that other people look at and go, why are you friends with that person?
6: Church and the game are not the same, but they're 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 not that different, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. but it's a mindset. And, you know, a church or a cult are it's a very thin line between that sometimes. And so this idea of like is this is the same. I don't want you just to be, just to belong to each other, just to have friends and be able to protect yourself from wild animals. Like you guys have a purpose on this earth. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really and, good for sure, him. Yeah.
1: Or what like or what the
0: background yeah. is, uh, is He loved Judas, or Judas Hussein,
1: which he watched his too. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I'm talk to
0: them, so I have one more. Hey. <laughs> As to to one, you it. can also talk a lot in class. Go right ahead. <laughs> <in. laughs>
1: um, I was just going to Denying him and all these things. Right before that, he had said, Love each other, that's my queen. He goes into saying, Don't, and again, he's having all these heels, you know, yeah. like uh, facing this betrayal. He, in the same breath, says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and also believe in me. I'm making a way for you. You're going to know the way. And just reassuring them that I have a place for you, I have a job I'm going to go do and take care of. You will belong. So by loving other people, you are you're bringing them. In, they're gonna have room you. Like I, I, I'm preparing this place for you. So just reassuring them constantly that there is a plan. And they keep questioning, "Well, how do we know? How do we know the way? How, how do you?" And he just says, "I am the way." And I have notes on the side from some I think, <coughs> that says, "Practice and action lead to wisdom and truth." And following the way of Jesus is a lifestyle, not just a belief or it. Very present, loving, faithful life, abiding with Jesus every step of the way. So, just trusting that He's preparing the place and that we do belong, and He's repeatedly said
0: that. Um, in this. Great point. Are waiting for the class? All right. Thank you all very much. Next week will be our last class, and then hopefully they'll be announcing
4: the summer series of classes. So, thank you all very much.